You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Happy Thursday, everybody! It's Cinco Squad. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Pat's like, sup? (laughs) This guy's way too hyper. (laughs) <laughs> What's up, boys? My name is Jonathan Sawyer with a single squad. I got Mike DeSano, Grandpa Jay in the corner, and Pat in the hat with all of his lovely hats in the back. It's not all of them, but okay. With well, a fraction. A vast, <laughs> a vast screw majority. Screw, his- screw what I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys? How are you guys doing today? Chilling. Good. I'm cold. Jamie, Jamie's starving. Well, boys, man, it's been a long week. Been, mm. We got one week till Thanksgiving, so we get some time off. Just enjoy some football this weekend. Love we got, unfortunately, Pat and I's uh, Syracuse Orange's uh, basketball team is looking like the football team. Yeah, I have to bring it up. No, we did. Like, I did. You, this no is a sport. one, no one asked you to bring that up. This is a, this is a this is a sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, but like no one can even find Syracuse on a freaking map. Like, I could uh, see where all that snow is. There, there, right. somewhere right. in that giant right. mound of right. snow. Somewhere in there, somewhere. <laughs> might be Syracuse. Might be Rochester. Might be Canada. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, Black you know, right of course, we gotta we gotta know what you're sipping on after a long week of working hard and watching sports. What you guys mm-hmm. sipping on tonight, Grandpa Jay? What you sipping on? Well, since I don't sip that often, my six pack of Modelo is stretching. So <laughs> <laughs> cheers to that! And Woo! this is the first sip, so you know when it hits your lips. Makes you all tingly inside. <laughs> what you got, Mr. Pat in the Hat? Well, I've had a longer than usual week. I got a little bad uh, blue. Gonna push that aside. That's a hint. A little bad blue. Love Sponsor it. me. Double. What a surprise. You come home from work the next day, there's like 300 cases outside your door. <laughs> Yo, no. do do that. Listen, if the bad <laughs> blue sponsored us, I'd be... You'll be on we, board, right? We're taking this show to Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would drink John Labatt's spit. Come on. Love Come on, Labatt. <laughs> Mike, what are you sipping on? You got handed. Not, not what you just said. <laughs> no, we're going to bypass what I said. What yeah, saying? we're going to completely just forget what you said. Um, actually, though, it is from I got one from a company, Ithaca Beer Company. You guys know where Ithaca is. It is an uh, orange, right cr- Syracuse. orange cream wit. Dude, stop right now. That sounds delicious. Well, let's see if it is. Dead air. It's just it good. It's like, good. It's good. It tastes like? It tastes like a weak alcoholic orange cream It's like burning. Sounds like Mike's drinks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's right on par with me. John, what you sipping on? A good old-fashioned Mick Ultra. Nice. So just having that. That's all I had in the fridge. So <laughs> I mean, if, I come, <laughs> if I if I come visit, do you want me to bring all the ones that are here down? No, no. Whoa, whoa. I'm way what are you talking about? Man. I'm way close. I have a bunch of the Mick Ultras you got when you came. I didn't buy Mick Ultra. I bought Corona. Or no, I'm sorry. Corona. The Mick Ultra you had in New York. Corona. I didn't have Mick Ultra in New York. I had Corona. No, you had both. 
All right, oh. we'll settle this, Mike. Whatever beer you got, just drive it down. <laughs> just, drive it, just drive it to Syracuse. I don't need just it. Just drive it to Syracuse, <laughs> baby. All right. <laughs> I got Mick Ultra, and, uh, you yeah. know, just I had a glass of wine at Olive Garden tonight, so Ooh, that was what nice. Kind, little, what kind of little, wine? Oh, Cabernet. Cabernet. Was gonna, My wife. A, a secondary Cabernet. edition of My John, wife. What, My what, wife. Did you what say were you sipping? Very nice. <laughs> um, but before Dinner, we get great success. Before we go on to the um, uh, the next uh, next segment we have here with uh, Pat and Jamie, I just wanted to give a little go on like a little bit of a serious note. Is you know everyone here at Single Squad wants to throw our prayers and uh, every everybody to uh, the three players that were shot and killed yes. at the Virginia campus, uh, the three football players and. Um, our hearts bleed for them. And, you know, and, you know, it's very terrible when we hear a tragedy like that. Um, they have, they have uh, decided to uh, cancel the game and uh, for good reasoning, it's bigger than football. And, you know, ultimately I wanted to throw that in here today because it really did, really did hit home like football, you know, as a team family and to see one of their own players take three of their lives, um, you know, and then one, you know, is thankfully alive, but, you know, I just wanted to, Give my shout out to them and, you know, Virginia campus and everything. And Cinco Squad is here, you know, and everything. Yes. Thank you for putting that in there. Yeah. So definitely. definitely. I'm going to start a week with that, but, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And a lot of people weren't understanding why they canceled the game. It's tough. It's stupid. You know, the shooting is stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk sports every week here and, and, some things are just bigger than sports and Mm -hmm. that's bigger than sports, even though sometimes, you know, like I know after the Marshall game, they played a season after that, you know, back in 1970 and the plane crash and everything. But, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you don't need to play a game, you know, in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get some of the the heartache about missing the game because it was senior day this week against coastal Carolina. So I get that you get your last, last hurrah, but you know, there's bigger things right now. So, Mm -hmm. You know, definitely. I'm pretty sure sure it was a consensus agreement in the room. In their respects, is a lot bigger than having a scene tonight. And I'm sure they'll find a way to still honor somehow. And and, and shout out to Coastal Carolina, who was very understanding. I mean, they have a nine and one season. And like I said, they were just like, nope, yep, I don't, we don't mind it. The president of of the school came out. So very shout out to them for being so understanding and everything because you could, they could, you know, in that aspect. So, yeah, some things are bigger than sports, man. Yep, Sports exactly. Sports is a distraction from things. Yeah. Correct. But sometimes you can't get away from it. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 sad to see all this happening. But you know, prayers out to them and, uh, you know, whatnot. So moving on to the, you know, our first new segment time. We got a new segment called the Pay Me Parlay. Pay me. Pay me. We're going to throw it to Jay and Pat and Hat, our gambleholics. Um, <laughs> Mike and I are going to be back here in a few minutes. Jay wait, wait, Pat. wait, wait. John, I want you to explain what a parlay is, though, real quick. <laughs> See, what happens is. <laughs> so, then when the fullback gets the ball and runs up. The- all right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> no, I think parlay is a. Isn't that a pirate thing when, like, you say parlay and you they can't hurt you? You no, negotiate. That's, that's Ole. That's Ole, right? No, no, that, no. no that's oh, shit. I should have never asked that question. <laughs> With a bull. <laughs> all right, we're throwing it. To, we're throwing it to Jamie and Pat for 
Payme Parlay. What up, Cinco Squad Goons? You're here with the real deal, holy field, <laughs> with your predictions of the weekend. So, oh, Pat wait, and I, I gotta look kinda, smart. I gotta look smart. Yeah, you know, we kind of always go kind of back and forth on, you know, what are locks for the weekend. I know Pat has more action and, and, and more skin in the game, as I could say. I'm up advising people, and, and I've been out, my skin hasn't been in the game for a while, but I'm itching to get back into it now. I've seen some trends and things happen over this season and last season in numerous sports. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to give you our locks of the week in terms of what we think you should play. And since we're Cinco Squad, we're going to put together the ultimate five-team play of the weekend. Pat, I'm going to let you kick it off and tell me who you think your locks are for this weekend. All right, you want to go back and forth or just run it through? You, you, uh, we, we can run it through. All right. All right, so I'm going all NFL right here. I'm going nice. Bears at Falcons. Bears plus three. They are underdogs in Atlanta. Yeah. The Bears are the first team with three losses in a row with their at least scoring 29 points or more. And I don't think Atlanta can keep up with them scoring-wise. Agreed. And then I got Cowboys at Vikings. Vikings plus one and a half. Yeah, I looked at this. Getting points. I looked me? at this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I looked at this at noon, and Vikings were plus two, and I said Vikings plus two is a lock, and it yep. already went down at eight o'clock. Vikings plus one and a half. Yep. And I'm going Panthers at Ravens. Ravens minus thirteen. I'm taking them. Smoking them. I think oh, they're wow. smoking the Panthers. It's a wow. large. It's large. I know that, but you got Baker Mayfield. I don't think Wilkes is competent enough to keep up with Harbaugh. It's at home in Baltimore. They're both off buys. I'm going Ravens minus 13. All right, so Ravens to cover. You got the Bears to win outright or to cover the three? Win outright. Win outright. And then you got the Vikings to win outright as well? Yes, sir. All right. Plus so, one and a half at home. So I knew you were going to go Vikings. I knew you were going to go that way. So I stayed off of that. For, for <laughs> I appreciate you picked that up. So I said, <laughs> let, me, let me go with something else there. So here's what I got. You know, I, I look at certain totals and I'm like, that doesn't look right. Right now, the Bills at 42 and a half for the points in what's supposed to be an absolute snow dump. You, you figure there might be 13 total passes. Wait, that's for going that to the dome game. now. Ah, so they moved it. Yeah, it's going to Detroit. Ah, okay. Yeah. I, figured, I thought they were going to play in the dump. All right, so let's scrap that. It's a good thing I put five plays down here. So we're not okay. going to do that. <laughs> All right. I've been looking at the Raiders play a couple of times this season, and the Raiders have lost the most close games this year, like the Vikings last year, right? So you have to figure yep. at some point something has to give. They're on the road in Denver. They're getting two and a half. I like them to win straight up. I haven't seen Denver do anything impressively on any side of the ball. Other than whole teams to under 20 points, I think the Raiders actually pull off their biggest win of the year, which is a must-win on the road before that season just goes down into a complete shambles. They have to put it together at some point. So I got the Raiders straight up, but you could take them at two and a half. Then I looked at the Clemson-Miami game, and Miami can't score the ball. Clemson has NFL players on the other side of the ball, and there's no way those teams score 48 points combined. I think Clemson ends up winning this game in the region of 34, 10, if Miami even gets to 10. So I got the under in that game. I love OKC right now when I'm seeing the NBA. I'm also not liking the way Memphis Memphis has been playing without Desmond Bain. They've lost to the Wizards, and they've lost to um, the Pelicans back-to-back. OKC is getting six and a half, even though it's in Memphis. 
I'm jumping on that OKC bandwagon right now because they're playing very good basketball. So I got the Raiders to win straight up or take the two and a half. I got the under in the Clemson-Miami game. And I got OKC six and a half. That's Friday night NBA basketball. And have you realized that KC has nobody to throw the ball to other than Travis Kelsey? And they're still six and a half favorites. So I don't know what your sneaky one is in there, but I think San Diego at six and a half might be pretty safe too. And that's a straight up. I'll I'll give you you, uh, my alternate Jets Pats under 38 points. So you go. And I see a lot of unders. I can't see that too. Yeah. With the weather, with the weather picking up in certain places. Not only that, but that's been the trend this year too. I don't know if you've seen that. And the NFL, a lot of unders were hitting. And both these teams pride themselves on defense, not much offense. Correct. So under 38. At New England, I'll take the under. All right. So let's have Mike and uh, John. By the way, we'll be throwing this up on our Cinco Squad Instagram page afterwards. And we post everything up on our YouTube page as well. So if you subscribe, like, all that good stuff for us, you get to see what our ultimate Cinco lock is going to be. And we'll give you guys, uh, tune in right now, a chance to agree with us or not. But let's bring Mike and, and, and John back in the mix there because we have to have them help us knock at least knock one of these out. So, gentlemen, I'm going to go over these with you. I know you're listening. Here, here's the plays right now. Pat says, Bears to win outright. He says, um, he, he chose another plus outright. Three, outright, Vikings plus one Vikings and a half. Outright. I think they're outright. Yeah. And then Ravens minus 13. And Ravens minus They got to beat total. the Panthers by 13 or more. All right. So, well, go, oh, oh, got oh, Jay, Jay, hold on. Let, let Pat yeah. repeat that again. Bears plus three. I think they're going to win out, right? Who are they playing? The Falcons. They're playing Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta on the road. Plus three. Wow. I don't really want to buy a lot more of that. <laughs> Cowboys at Vikings. Vikings win outright, but it's plus one and a half. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. And then Panthers at Ravens. They're giving Ravens 13 points at home. Oh. All right, I, so- I, I think they're going to win by 20, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. My three locks there, I got the under in the Clemson-Miami game because Miami can't score the ball. Clemson's probably playing the best defense that they have in two years. I got the Raiders to win outright on the road in Denver. They're getting two and a half, so I, I would say take those two and a half if you don't mm-hmm. want to go out right. And then I got Friday night basketball. Memphis looking terrible without Desmond Bain right now. Lost two in a row to the Wizards and the Pelicans. They're six and a half point favorites against OKC. SGA is playing out of his mind. Shea Gilgis yeah, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. taking OKC plus six and a half. Yes. So, so out of those six, you got to dump one. I dumped the I dumped the uh, the OKC one for you. you dump basketball. Would, my yeah. same thing. So we're gonna and keep I, it all football I, here. And I would take and I would dump uh, Pat's. Uh, um, Wait, no, you're only one. We, we're only we're dumping one. Oh, oh, one? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, I would I say you said one. one each. Okay, so yeah, we got it. Yeah. We got, I like okay. – so here's the thing. is like, I, I kind of agree with Pat with, with the Baltimore one. I think they're going to win by 20. But that's the thing is like they've been so sketchy in the second half. But as of late – But they're playing the Panthers. But it doesn't matter. They even play, They played the Dolphins earlier this year. I mean, the of Dolphins course – yeah, that's right. That's true. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking like back in like, you know, back years ago. Like all these teams, like they got to stop being good. Like the, like the, the Jets, Jets, the Dolphins and stuff. I yeah, but here's the like, problem with the Ravens. No team has given up more leads than the Ravens. The Ravens have led more right. games by double digits this year than any other team and have lost a lot of those games. Boy, you know, Carolina doesn't have the firepower to keep up. Right. I agree with that. 
I think they might cover the 13, but that's always, I mean, look, the Eagles were 11 and a half point favorites and they lost by 11 points. You know what I mean? So, everyone that's listening, we're going to, we're going to put this like, like Jay said up on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, you know, we're going to put that up uh, repeatedly over the next few days. And we might put our money where our mouth is. We might put our money where our mouth is on this. No, no, no. We are definitely going to. We're going to we're gonna each Venmo. We're going to each yeah. Venmo Pat $5 here by the end of the night. Oh, and, are you? And uh, Pat's going to make Big those money. for I got to do something with it? Or? Yeah. Not go buy a little bat blue. Let us know what the payout is on a 20. Not go buy a little bat blue. If little bat blue sponsored the pay me parlay. Oh, my God. That might be out Boys, let's go. Let us know Let us know in the comment sections on our on our social handles and let us know, you know, if, if uh, our – our of their picks uh hit you know and everything like that yeah. so we'll keep let doing me know it for right let me know yeah. for right we'll be doing weekly ones um and if you guys like it we'll do daily ones for pat pat will have to quit his job Holy and shit dude yeah <laughs> 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 <You're a bookie. laughs> Hour, hourly we're we'll get down to hourly <laughs> we have 20 dollars charges coming we up. Have Saudi arabia at six in the morning we're on it boys. you only two you only two two thousand dollars <laughs> all right okay, all right we're gonna we're gonna bet bet on the Turkish Ice Hockey Federation Championship game. Um, oh, actually, uh, Mac FC. Serge, the fact that Mike even knows you. this is a Turkish Ice Hockey Federation league is, is beyond can, me. I can, as a side note, I can tell you exactly why I know that because it was ran at one point by Buzz Schneider from the 1980 U.S. team. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, now that you say that, but. <laughs> I think it's time for a little update on the Cinco Squad Fantasy Football update. update three guys. wins in a row. Three wins in a row, baby. You got uh, a hole in your shirt. No, it's, a, table, it's for your thumbs. It's still a hole. It's still a thumb. It's still a hole. I don't get why that's there, but, you know, that's – you know, <laughs> That's how I take the wind out of your sail, John. J- Jamie, I tried. <laughs> All right, so this week, this last week, I beat beat Pat uh, 164 to 143. My dad beat Tyler 123 to 122. Tyler's buried. He's buried. Uh, Trey beat Rick uh, 145 to 111. Jamie beat Mike 105 to 97. And I was telling Mike, if Mike picked up the kicker for Washington – he would have won. won. <laughs> Why? You know what the thing is? It turns out I was I was like two Robbie Gould field goals away from beating you. <laughs> Fifty I also yards. Had, you know Benjamin scores zero points because he got cut that day. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fon, I put him. Okay, so we gave we gave shit to Fonz, but he's on a four game winning. Yeah, no, he's right rattling wins on no one one forty seven to twenty eight. So his team Fonz, looks scary good. Like, yeah. His lineup looks scary, healthy. We finally right got now. healthy. I don't want to play him in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so playoffs, no worries. <laughs> this week, this week matchups are me versus my dad. That'll determine if I get to come over for Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie playing Rick. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler against Fonz. Ooh. Pat against Trey, and then Mike against Op. So should be a good week. Yeah, that'll be so, a good week. Guys, guess what? Watson, fi- finally, Watson has me finishing in the top three 
and I got a 99% chance of making the playoffs. Every time, you say, Watt, every time you say Watson, I'm thinking of Deshaun. Deshaun. Fucking nuts. <laughs> every, time you say Desha- every, every time you say Watson, I'm like, what did Deshaun tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what did Deshaun do to you? I'm not IB coming on them. IBM Watson. <laughs> Watson finally has me feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> if Jay, if the season ended today, you and I play in the first round. Yeah, that hasn't so, been so, so for the last five weeks, it's, it's been, just been it's who's been, been what's seen. It's been everybody on Cinco Squad except myself. And if you guys remember back when we had the draft, Jamie was bitching and complaining <laughs> about me having the first pick. But now I hope I get in the playoffs and I beat you. <laughs> I think you got on your head, man. He's got free rental space up there. Free rental space. All I'm waiting for is my number one receiver to come back, and my team's yeah. gonna be good to go in the playoffs. I love it. The, the playoffs is legit. Me against Jamie and Pat against Trey. Yeah. Right. So it's left the eighth seed. So speaking about football and, and underdogs of this year that we, that yeah. we didn't even think we're going to be the team that they are. Should we be taking the Vikings this seriously? Yeah. This year. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And um, moving on, <laughs> that is a yes. So the they have played played more than eight games than that I can remember. Dalvin Kid, uh, he has not played nine games in a row to my recollection yet. So, uh oh, update, update, <laughs> ding, 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 ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations, gentlemen. For audio listeners, we were looking at Aaron Judge winning MVP. No, <laughs> no one said anything. <laughs> yeah, so, so here's, here's the thing, right? And everybody's saying game of the year, and, and Kirk Cousins made some throws that he probably shouldn't have done in there. But, hey, they got into that window. And when you have possibly the most athletic freak in the entire league that you're throwing the ball to, we saw last week that anything is possible because she's on. After that, digs one-hander. You're like, it can't get better than this. And like tw- 12 minutes later, it's like, what? What did a we do? Fourth and 22. But the team is so much better than just a flashy play. Like the Vikings, who won- lost the most one-scoring games, one-score games last year, have now won the most one-score games this year, and have definitely turned things around based on being able to be a balanced team. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They play good defense. They have a decent secondary. The team right now is is riding a high. There's nobody in the division that's going to challenge them. So they're going to host a. Uh, they're going to host at least one playoff game, maybe two, because they look like the two seed or one if Philly slips up against mm. the New York Football Giants. Well, right now, well, well. Just to, just to go <laughs> off that, Jay is. I agree with you. Like the Vikings have been surprising when they played the Eagles in week one and week two, and we dominated them. I was like, okay, dominated. This is this is the Vikings of the past. The Eagles have the Vikings number. So if yeah. we end Especially up playing, if we if we end up playing, I mean, we own their stadium too. We won the Super Bowl there too. So, so, yeah. so I, I love Minnesota. I love their stadium. I, I love their people. Right. I love their. Right. I love everything about go it. Go off. Go off. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but but the team is scary. They're putting. They they have a never give up mentality. Because mm-hmm. even when they turned the ball over on the goal line, which was terrible play calling on that on that uh, all four drives um, on the fourth, uh, first and one, second and one, third and one, terrible. Um, they just never. You could see it on the sidelines. They were they were kind of depleted, but they were like, "All right, let's go after it. We can get a safety." 
And then seeing the Bills fumble, I think the biggest question here, other than taking the Vikings seriously, should we be taking the Bills seriously with all the mistakes that have been happening and what's up with Josh Allen over the last three weeks? I understand he has a UCL injury, but if he has – That is a way better question. That's your boy, Pat. That's your boy. You talk about your boy. Let me hear you. Yo, Josh Allen's going to do Josh Allen things. He's he's Brett Favre of the present. He's – you got to live and die with what he does on the field. You know, he's got that fourth down play. They should have kicked the field goal in that position with the lead they had. They should have kicked the field goal, take the points. They would not have been a turnover with zero points. And then Vikings score on the other way. It's Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. You got to live with consequences, whether it's good or bad. But here's the thing is, though, if – we keep talking about last week. We talked about putting – we have three quarterbacks in the elite division of the NFL right now. We have Pat Mahomes. You put Josh Allen. You put Lamar Jackson. So what yeah. I'm seeing what I'm seeing last week confirmed what Jay and I believed is that it's Pat Mahomes at number one, then Lamar and Josh at number two, three yeah. in the elite division. Like – where you yeah, go oh, one, yeah. two, three, like that's how it's got to be because yeah, there's Pat, no there's Pat no Mahomes, argument there. Pat Mahomes doesn't make those little small mistakes where if you're throwing the ball in the he doesn't throw it in the quadruple uh, coverage in the end zone on that play in the end zone he should have thrown it out of bounds. No, he, bro, he had he, the check down right there, right yards, there, and you yeah. make the safe throw. And if you got to kick a field goal and live with a tie, you live with a tie. I mean, Singletary like, had it was Singletary down. had about yes, Singletary had that. That's not the drive I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other one where he threw oh, it in the oh, pick oh, in the yeah, end zone yeah, 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 yeah. in the in the beginning of the game. But he had Singletary on his check. That was fourth down though. That was fourth down. To, that to, was you, to your point, Jay, he had Singletary open on a lot of checkdowns mm-hmm. throughout the game that he missed. Now I'm not saying that Josh isn't gonna. There's still seven games left in the season. I don't think he should have played last game. I don't think he was 100% healthy. That's my thing. And But you're never going to tell a champion to stop playing. And I think he's a champion mentality, but he's not a champion like ring-wise. He's a yeah. champion mentality that he's not going to play. It's like telling you know telling, uh, Ali or right, don't fight no more. Don't go back in. It's like, no, I'm going to go back in and get – if I get knocked out, I get knocked out. Like – I get that, and I like I that. He had, a, he had a bad taste in his mouth by losing to the Jets the week before. I agree. because I, He should've... did not like the way he played. He even came out and said he did not like the way he played. He said it's hard to win in the league when your quarterback plays like shit. He's a quarterback saying that. Mike, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about whether you think it's more on Josh Allen or whether you think it's just really poor play calling on the offensive coordinator's part. Um, it, it could be both. I honestly, I, think do both. Th- I honestly do think it's, it's a mix of both. I think – I think they got shocked by the loss to the Jets, and it made them overanalyze their game plan yeah, and not perfect. stick not stick 100% to the way they play. I also think part of it is on Josh Allen, and I wonder, living in Rochester, an hour away from Buffalo, we get a lot of the Buffalo you know, feeds and news and all that from a lo- at a, even a local level. Um, I wonder how much of Allen's thing is he is built up in this area, in western New York, as so much of a hero he's on every bill's branded coffee he has a cereal he was a write-in for the mayor elections yes (laughs) of of buffalo and i think he was on rochester's too i think some bills fans put him on i believe it i believe it so i'd vote for him 
that's what I kind of see from <laughs> that's what I kind of see from Josh Allen a, a lot of the time is he plays hero ball. And I wonder how much of it is that it's in his head that he has to be the hero of the he's the savior of this franchise. Well, and so he has to make plays like he's the savior of the franchise. See, I well I, to that to that mentality. Well, hey, 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 John, hey, John, because uh, me and John have seen the hero ball quarterback mentality firsthand watching Carson Wentz, who cannot make the plays. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen makes the plays. Right. There's the difference. It's it's him just playing the game and being a competitor, and then there's a guy who tries to do everything but can't do everything. But I'm saying like the looking downfield and not. Get it, look, seeing the check down or not going with the check down, I mean, trying to always make the big play. Regardless, regardless, you're not going to tell him not to throw it to Diggs. Diggs, he's going right. to always try to look for him downfield because yeah. of the plays that Jamie just alluded to before with that one handed catch on uh, in the middle of the field. I thought it was incredible. The Nazis just shaved it off like it was. I was like, did they just see one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he he, he, on full stretch and fingertipped. A ball but, that was but, by Josh Allen. That's not a soft throwing ball. But that's the thing, and it was, and it, and yeah. it was behind, behind it too. And it was, it was behind him on yeah. his opposite hand. So right. he was going backwards like this, and he's going this way. So he's he's trying to reach back and he, grab it while getting hit by a defender. So yeah, he like, snaps out of the air. When you see stuff like that as your quarterback, and he thinks, "Oh, what if I throw it to him? Actually, a good pass. Why not?" Like, and I give right. it shame, Mike, in the sense of hyping up and everything. But that's, I mean, that's what you get when you play in the NFL and you're playing for a good team. Crunch they, time, though. Crunch time. You need to make, he, he needs to make. He has the most turnovers. He has the most right. interceptions in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. He needs to keep it. the most contained. in the last three years. So I, I agree with Mike. It's the hero mentality instead of let Singletary pick up eight yards and then I can scramble for two or Let's three. Let's keep moving. Keep the drive alive. Keep right. the chains moving. So, it's more so, about I got to make that throw down the middle between two defenders, somebody's going to go up and, like you're saying, John, and make that spectacular catch. Like, until he matures into the not early Brett Favre stages, but the Brett Favre that realized I don't win a Super Bowl unless I'm not making these terrible turnovers, mm-hmm. then he's going to be the bridesmaid to Patrick Mahomes and or Lamar Jackson and or whoever else ends if up. He, if, he, if he goes on and wins the Super Bowl this year for him, he will be a hero in Bill Buffalo. Oh, and I'll, I'll be so annoyed. I'll turn off all my feet. I'll turn off all my feeds and everything because I can't you guys stand. Are such Bills I'm, haters. For I'm no saying reason. I'm not a Bills hater, Pat. I'm. You know we. You know we go to school. We went to yeah. school with a ton of Bills fans oh, every oh, single oh, year. Oh, you want to name people? Okay. No, I'm not naming people. I'm just saying Why like <laughs> because it's just people in like general. I wish you would. I wish you would. It'd be funny. But look, um, right? It's like last year. Last year, I Georgia and the Braves really helped a city that was aching. Atlanta lost. Was it four World Series? I did not. Atlanta lose three World Series or four World Series appearances in a row. Then they have the same. Atlanta uh, just lost every championship. Yeah, the Braves. The Braves lost two or three in a row. I thought it was more than two. Two, two World Series. But yeah. then they lost the NLCS like a few times. And then they won the World. And then they lost the World Series three times in four years or something. Right. And then they Georgia lost, couldn't nine, get they over lost the ninety-six and ninety-nine. So, I so they went to back to back. No, never. They went to back to back. They won ninety five, lost to the Yankees in ninety six. Mm. So, so yeah. regardless of all that, ultimately the Bills as a whole need to play better football. Yes, the team as a whole. That's the first game I've seen that they played this year as a total, like a total game. I didn't watch the Chiefs game. 
I don't remember what I was doing. I didn't get a chance to watch it. But I think I was driving home from uh, Orlando that day. But um, I know that I think I was driving home, so I didn't get to watch it. But the thing is, ultimately, the Bills have have some questionable play calls. So ultimately, as a, as a quarterback and as as a coach, you need to hone in your star, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that Andy Reid has with Pat Pat Mahomes. He can hone in Pat. Call a timeout if you see your quarterback starting to make some mental mistakes. And you got timeouts on the board, and there's three minutes left to go in the game. You call a timeout, and you bring them over to the side and say, "Hey, look it, get your checkdowns, get in rhythm with some guys, and then let's start trying to throw the ball downfield." I'll, I'll give you guys some correlation right here. Out of the three quarterbacks, Pat Mahomes, you guys said number one, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, number two, AB, whatever, makes or match. Pat Mahomes is the only one that checks down to the running back. Josh well, Allen and Lamar Jackson do not throw the ball to Well, Lamar back. is the running back. so Yeah, well, Josh yeah that's Allen. the difference, right? And so, so is Josh, so Josh Allen many a times. He just takes off with the ball. But pa- right. Patrick Mahomes did that in his rookie year. But that's what we but don't get. Now he can get it down to CHE or uh, Isaiah Pacheco. The best, that's the, thing. <laughs> the best coordinator in pro football is the enemy who's deserved a head coach job for years, whatever the GM and Casey has done to keep him on their sidelines, kudos to him. He keeps making the best moves in the NFL. Because that guy has deserved a head coaching job for years. And so we give Andy all the credit, but we have to give the enemy some credit as well because he works with Patrick more than on a daily basis. I agree, but Andy has that relationship with Pat is what I'm saying. Not saying he doesn't. I'm I'm saying saying in general, like he can call him over in crunch time in, in right. crunch time, we were talking about this yesterday. That in crunch time, the head coach takes over as the play caller in the, in the mindset. The offensive coordinator probably has most of the downs, but in crunch time, he's probably like, all right, come over here. This is what we're going to run. I don't know if you want to give much credit to that part of their games because John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson have the same relationship where Lamar Jackson can do whatever he wants on fourth down and but that's the punter on the sideline. But that's the problem. That's the problem in Baltimore is the fact that the, the – they well, don't they have that, get it though. <laughs> but they don't. But that's the problem in the playoffs. You're not going to, and that's that is where. But well, it Lamar's, makes a difference if you want to go for it, and be aggressive, or you want to punt the ball and be conservative. How are I you going to win a game? It it makes a difference in the playoffs. Which way you want to look at it? it you really know what makes a difference? The Eagles losing a game, and Mikey Mike's one game behind the lead. For the NFC East division right now, Mike, how you feeling about the chances? That's not even our next segment. No one was cautiously optimistic. I am cautiously optimistic. He is the president. Mike is the president of podcast operations. He has been named that this week. Mike, that is not a segment. <laughs> no, but as the, president, as the president of podcast operations, I do reserve the right to overrule any segment. All right, you're gone. You're fired. <laughs> no, but no, but this brings up this brings up a good point about that game on Monday night. Yeah, it brought up a topic that I think is a pretty controversial one. And Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were having a good conversation about it after the game with Scott Van Pelt. And I actually – I don't know why I kept watching, but I kept watching everything. Um, I'll give Washington credit. They came in and they beat us. fair. I mean, they, not fair and square because of some penalties, but the Eagles beat themselves that game. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, face mask, late hit at the quarterback, they, they, they beat themselves. And they understand that a couple things change in that game 
they win that game by 20 points easily. Because they – remember, they only lost by five. I know it said 32-21, thir- uh, but let's be realistic. They, w- they lost yeah, by the, five. Yeah, the, back the, la- the last touchdown didn't really matter. It, it, it was a fumble into the – a backward pass into the end zone. But should – and this brought up a good point. Should major penalties be reviewable, such as face masks, such as uh, roughing the passer, like on Taylor Heineke and uh, Tom Brady and everything like that. Do you guys think they should be reviewable? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no other way to put this. Yes. These could lead to injuries, and the focus on the NFL is injuries to players, especially this season. It's been the main focal point. To going players or quarterbacks? To players – I think I said it before, like, where does it stop at, at the yeah. position? Because, I mean, these guys are going from concussions to tearing ACLs on turf. And these are plays that should be reviewed. I don't understand why they're not. They went to look at the fumble, and the ref says, oh, shit, I missed that. So go back and correct it. Like, no so, one would be mad if you corrected an obvious call, especially so if it's going to lead to an injury. So here's here's the thing. I, I I don't I don't think so because ultimately then we should just take away the referees as a whole and make it just a I'm fine with that too. I do not like. Well play. then, well then the games are going to be seven and a half to nine hours long, and we're oh, never going to. No, no, yeah, you get, it, you yes get one will. sky judge watching a game on a monitor. Boom, done, over. Yeah, I'm but, not saying to get everything wrong. I'm just saying you miss obvious plays. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't agree that it should be reviewable. Look, at that's the part of be, having referees in, in the game is that they make human error. Did they make a terrible call? And You're you wrong, know what? Dude. All right. So human. Hold on. Error, let me finish. Let me finish. A, let me finish. An injury. Let me finish. Look, it. I. I. I'm not in a. I'm in. I'm in agreement with you on the Dallas Cowboys. They missed it clear as day, but they're gonna call what they're gonna call. They were. They miss holdings all the time. They miss. Uh, they miss a pass interference. They did. Re- they did in- they install did the pass interference. But now, how many times a game do you see them call it now? Cause they because never they never overturn it. They never exactly. overturn it because you can't tell a guy but if those he- aren't those aren't obvious calls. You're, you can you're, slow down you're, anything and make it obvious. A guy grabbing a face mask is clear as day. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that play injured. What injured Dallas Goddard is the hit that he took from behind, not the face mask. No, it was okay. <laughs> it was the face mask. How was the face, the face mask, mask on his shoulder? His progress on the play, which then contorted the his body to be in a position to be susceptible. And then he laid on the ground after it, it, right? Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were talking That's about actual, the actual rip of the face mask. Yes, no, no. It, it was the process that led to him not being off again, but him being in a hunched position to get hit like that, yeah. right? That makes more sense. Okay. The face mask down puts you in an awkward position, and then you yeah. got a lineman just knocking you in the back. I just don't think it both ways, though. I agree up here, and I agree over here. And my thing is just make it inside of two minutes. If you make it inside of two minutes, where games are won or lost quite often in the NFL because players get a bit more sloppy, a bit more aggressive. The game does get a little bit – I mean, players leave it all on the line with two minutes to go, right? If you're inside of the two-minute warning within both halves, it prevents nine-hour games, but it also ensures that calls that could sway a game that are obvious don't get missed. Like so the Tom Brady one. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have a limit as for when it's actually reviewable. So it's not – it had to be called on the field. It's, hey – 
we looked up on the monitor and saw something we missed on an 80 foot Megatron screen. That's very obvious to us. Let's not let that pass by. It's reviewable now within these two minutes. Let's do the right thing because Philadelphia deserves 15 yards here or that team deserves 15 yards for a chop block or whatever it is. And that that changes the landscape of the game. It so, really- so, Jay, so, Jay and Pat, do you think that in the in the challenges, in the, in the reviewable, should they be coaches' challenges only? Like, and they only get a you limit. You should be able to challenge the, the flags. Like, no, I'm saying, do you get a limit? You know how in baseball they have a limit on, like, plays they can challenge? You can challenge per day. You can challenge once in the regular and twice in the, in the postseason. Like, do you think that, that it should be a limit on how much? So make it make it count in that aspect. Yeah, sure. Specifically, I, I agree. Like, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, I texted you when that face back. I'm like, how did they miss that? There was four referees looking at Dallas Goddard. Now, I, I don't know. They, they should you know? do something to correct a mistake as obvious as that. Especially, yeah. like, if you're looking at, like, uh, the Chris Jones play on Derek Hart. It was a turnover. They threw a flag. Everything was nullified. Or this the was Tom Brady turnover. hit. But here's the deal, right? So even if we leave it in the coach's hands, Mike, so so I want to hear you on this. You leave it in the coach's hands, and now you have no challenge left, but it's so obvious. I don't think it should only be in the coach's hands. I think the owner should be on the refs to make sure that if they're seeing a team totally overreact to something obvious, they got to look up and be like, what did we just miss? And just suck up their pride. What do you think about that? So if you're going to I, – I think it would – it may be helpful – to have them be reviewable. But if you make them reviewable, I totally agree. You have to put some sort of limitation on it or the game will last forever. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of major penalties in every game, no matter how careful any of the teams are. So I think there is a, you can find a happy spot in there where you can only challenge one, your challenges. You get, you know, X number of challenges. You can only challenge one or two penalties per game. But is it like half? About one per half, right? So is is it is it is it like? All right, Jamie, are you talking about like how? Because they do non-challenge reviews all the time. So I'm assuming that you mean that it's a call from New York where they're saying, "Hey, get out." You missed. Just like like, Pat said, like some guy is paid to sit down and watch the game, and the first thing he does is. He, he gets does. through to the on-field ref who's supposed to be on, on duty to listen up to yeah. whoever's listening. He goes, hey, guy, they just yanked that guy's helmet to the yeah. point where his neck got twisted and you missed that. Not only could that have been a bad injury, but these 15 yards are going to change the landscape of this game because that team's down by three. The game is tied. Now we're not having a bad call determine the outcome of the game. Now the teams actually compete to win, not we put a team in a position to lose because we missed it. So this I mean, isn't this isn't a new concept either. No. Sky Judge has been talked about for years in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it just has not happened. It's there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like why do you have that camera if you're not going right. to? Right, as long as yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> I suppose as long as you can have the Sky Judge, as long as there's some sort of accountability for that Sky Judge, and yeah. they're not looking at every having them look at every play. Yeah, like well, he no. Have him look at every play. That's his only job. No, 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 not him look at every play. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going to review every. The sky judge. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, okay. yeah. The sky judge. Keep, keep the talking, Mike. The sky judge. <laughs> the point is to not have the sky judge telling the on-field officials to look at every play. 
He yeah. does though. No, does. no, yeah, there, that's what he, I mean. You guys, he should you guys, watch every play. He should only okay. chime in when someone misses. There, there, there's already someone doing that yeah, though. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say is they do, they have a guy in the ear. That's why you say there's a call from New York. That's the ref hearing something. Right. He, has a, he has a speaker in his ear right now that's during not the a game. Thing. That's not a thing right now. Yes, but, it is. Yeah, okay, let's answer the question that's that we asked. Penalties. Yes or no? Not for, pe- not for penalties. You're right. Yes. Yeah, Should major not penalties. Not for penalties. I meant like just in regular review. Answer like just edit. What? One by one, answer the question. Should major penalties be reviewable? John? No. No. Mike? Yes. 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 Uh, Pat, Pat agrees with me. Mine, mine comes <laughs> with. Mine has to come no, with a stipulation. I know. <laughs> mine is with a stipulation. Yes, within two minutes. Okay. Mine, mine is just do the sky judge thing. If mm. it's egregious, if it's obvious, and you missed it, sky judge chime in. Hey, you guys fucked up. And Pat, and Pat, and Pat is the first person to be the sky judge. <laughs> Hey, do that job. Tell me, I just got to focus in on a game the entire Sunday and yeah, just Pat, focus. Oh my god, that's all I want. Pat, we're gonna send you. We're gonna have you watch watch three NFL games per week and pay you. You just got to tell no, the rest. No, of you, no. you know, you know, you have to work you your way up. That's gonna have to work like South Dakota, Missouri State. Yeah, you got to do North Dakota. You got to go through the D three college. Wyoming, Wyoming community college. I'm working my way up, guys. Zero complaints. (laughs) Give me the football, I will watch it. (laughs) You have to do the Nazareth College St. John Fisher University (laughs) game here. (laughs) The Division three. The Division three. Excited to go. Holy Catholic (laughs) Mount. (laughs) You can stay at my place, Pat. Don't worry. I'll bring the blimp. (laughs) I'll bring the blimp (laughs) for the sky duck. I said I'd bring the beer, but Mike's already got the beer. Let's go. Uh, so no, I just have these. Oh, okay. I knew I knew this would be a good a good one because you know actually Troy Aikman had a good concept on it, and I didn't think he would agree to it, but he's like because in the in the game he's like I don't think they should, but after the game, after seeing the Goddard play, after seeing the Heineke, you know, he's like I think it should be reviewable just because of like all the reasons Pat was given, honestly, and I'm not a hundred percent. You know, I'm not who 100% thought, who thought no. I would be compared to a, a former cowboy. Not me. Not me. Look at us. <laughs> Look, at Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> who would have thought? Who thought? Me and Troy. I want to kill what? myself now. Wow. No, no, no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink more. <laughs> and there goes the audience. Wow. Ah, God go. damn it. The only <laughs> former cowboy I give any credit to is Prime Time. Not Emmett Smith? Yes. And I know acknowledge his cowboy years. Not Emmett Smith? Nope. Nope. You don't give him any credit. And he was a gator? Man, get out of here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear you. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, Deion Sanders was a New York Yankee and Emmett Smith was an Arizona Cardinal. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah, true. That was weird. We should do a se- we should do a- we should do a segment one day just like to like kind of see like different players in their uniforms. What Hall, Hall of Fame players and weird. Like Jerry players. Rice with Seattle. Yeah, that, that was the weirdest that, one. That was way off. Donovan Donovan with uh, Washington a Wizards jersey. They always, now they always say Brett Favre is a Viking. I always say Robert? Brett Favre is a Jet. Yeah, that was with well, Danny's Tomlinson Robert? as a Jet. But Favre yeah. was one stupid throw away from yeah. taking the Vikings to the Super Bowl though against the Saints. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So here's here, it's, it's switching sports, going to uh, baseball and talking baseball. about free 
talking about free, free agency and everything like that. Um, I thought this was a good one because Jamie and I talk about health all the time. We talk about how players are keeping themselves, uh, you know, a lot better in shape than they were that back in the, you know, 90s and 80s and way back when. They're in better shape now. Yo, so if should, I was in Babe Ruth's years, I'd be a prime athlete. So – we all would. So should drink a beer and eat up. Should baseball players be able to go until they're forty, opening the door for more ten-year contracts? Because and this brings up obviously one that Pat, Mike, and I all have a have a favor in is Aaron Judge. He's six foot seven. All he's two hundred. He's, he's two hundred eighty eighty pounds, but he's in great shape. He doesn't look like he's like overweight or anything. He keeps himself in good shape. John Carl Stanton is one of them, too. He keeps himself in good shape. Yes, he hurts himself, but I think the Yankees hurt him more than he hurts himself in the sense of not playing him in the, where he's supposed to. Because um, when you sit – yeah, I mean, he's a better fielder than people give him credit for. So, like, a lot of people don't give him credit for playing field, but he's actually better when he plays the field. So, um, But do you feel that, like, players should be able to get these 10-year contracts because of all the new science of health – all the new trainers, the new nutrition, seeing LeBron, Brady playing at a prime elite level, do you think that they should, you know, dish these out? Especially for a sport that doesn't involve a lot of contact and actually zero physical contact in a sense. Uh, let, let me get hey, my don't point just out slide and into home plate as a non-contact, bro. I know they changed the sport, but but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying is like back in the day, but now it's changed 100. percent Like where you don't get any contact. Go ahead, Pat. and then I'll just listen to you guys because I I'm not big on the topic here. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, every point you, guys- you just made, these guys are very healthy. Pat Mahomes just got a huge contract in the most contact sport in America. Yeah, I think I think it's more of the guys that are aging towards like older like 30 31 you know in that aspect playing the 10-year contract yeah, going into the going to, parents are directing kids to play baseball more because it's less strain on the body mm-hmm. compared to basketball football etc yeah why not give them give them these contracts yeah. all right you can't play the field anymore but you still got a bat all right pool holes, boom like, yeah why not Okay, you're, 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 you got you got two you got two people that are very close to you that play baseball literally year round. Every time I hear about them, they go play your nephews. They play year round. So, um, let me get your thought on that because I was interested in your thought on this. Well, that's a double edged sword though, because for me as a coach of young developing athletes as well, you have to yeah. be careful for burnout being a possibility more mentally than physically. Mm-hmm. Where you're getting kids too involved with the competitive side of the game too young. At young ages, the kids should literally enjoy playing ball, not mm-hmm. practice to win tournaments. There's a difference between the two. But here's the opposite side of things, right? I don't think that this has just been happening. I think it was an anomaly if we look at history, because here's a couple names Dave Winfield at age 40 significant role for the toronto blue jays comes up big in the world series okay then you have wade bobs who plays with plays with the race hits 429 right Ridic- like ridiculous yes hits over 300 in that last year like for half the season he was over 400 and then he went through a slump david ortiz at 40 leads the league in doubles you have randy johnson 
leading the league and in, in, in giving up the least amount of walks. You got Mariano Rivera striking out 60 and walking eight at age 40. Okay, you have George Brett playing way into his 40s. And then you have one of the greatest of all time, Reggie Jackson. And you have, of course, Nolan Ryan doing amazing things in their 40s. It's not like this hasn't been happening. I think it was just almost only the greats could keep working their way into being that Roger Clemens is in there, Barry Bonds is in there. That's getting so, to that point where they're doing great things into 40. So, yes, you should give them a 10-year contract. But I think what you're asking there is, should it be the norm? Should we start looking into the fact that it's not going to be one or two great players, but it could be one or two players per roster that's proving they could play into their early 30s at a very high level that deserve that 10-year contract? And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, basically. And I, and I agree to that. To my point, um, Mike, I'll let you go next in, in that aspect. So, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, these players, and, like, I'm big into health, even though, like, I'm drinking beer right now and stuff like that. You know me. I've been working out since I was 15. I'm big into health. And the, the way that it's changed and the way, you, the way you stretch, the way you do things, it does play a factor. I mean, look at you. You're, you were 40, and you were, pl- you were doing, like, a triathlon. You were doing all this stuff. Like, like, it shows that if you put yourself in the right position, and these guys are getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And, you know, I think there's a few players that can show that, you know, if you put some money into your body, you know, like LeBron – like Russell Wilson. I know everyone hates Russell Wilson, but he puts yeah, about he puts, but he's in phenomenal shape for his age. He's he 30 he's 35 years old and he looks like he's in his late 20s. Yeah. Exactly. He puts two and a half million dollars into working out. Mike, and, and hold on. Mike's rubbing his head. Mike, come on. No, 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 no. Yeah. Keep going. I was just thinking. No, like I'm, no I'm talking. Like I'm getting my point across. Like, damn. Like I just think that these guys Rich deserve- people are healthy. Got it. <laughs> but no, it's just it's when you're getting paid this much. If I was get, if I was a professional athlete getting paid twenty million dollars a year, you bet your ass I put at least two or three million into my in my body into what's making me this money. How yeah, are you yeah. not trying to work yourself? I don't like so that all the guys you said are like are are right. They're a small percentage of the guys that fade away by the time they're 33, 34 years old because they just don't take care of themselves. So the small percentage of greats, the greats will always be great, right? Because they'll always outwork. They'll always do everything because they just have that mindset. But with these guys that need to do that mindset all the time, you know, it'll pay off for them ultimately. I think, like you said, two to three guys per roster, like giving Aaron Judge a 10-year contract, I think he'll be effective at 41 years old just because of the way he – puts in the work in the offseason and continues to work and work and work and work on himself all the time. And the science and evolution. to be a great because he's done something nobody else in the history of the game did play in the American League. So is this only reserved for those players that prove a, 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 a slight tint of greatness? Mikey, I want to hear you. You've been there rubbing your face. What's up? Well, the rubbing, the rubbing my face had nothing to do with this topic. It was the fact that it was brought up that Russell Wilson is 35 years old. I remember him coming out of college. It makes me feel old. <laughs> as far as this goes, I think it has to be, if you're going to do it, which putting on my general manager hat for a moment, thinking as if I were a general manager. Yes, different hat than this. Oh, God, um, God. I don't think no. I'll get you that hat, Pat. Your concession guy that needs a G. Big G on it. Ready? I got the popcorn guy. Peanuts. Peanuts. I ain't giving out my beer. Um, 
<laughs> Someone drinking in the corner. <laughs> thinking, thinking as if I, as if I were a GM, right? I would be very, um, cautious with giving anyone a ten-year deal because anything can happen. While it is a non-contact sport, as was exhibited by a Yankee player, Andrew Benintendi, this year, guys are swinging hard enough to break Bitch. bones in their hand. Bitch. Yeah. Guys are throwing harder and swinging harder than they have at any point they all in the league's history. But to your point, but to your point, point right Mike, But to your point, Mike, with with the evolution of like, remember, remember when a guy used to tear his ACL and be like, "Oh, is his career over?" Right. Or now they're back within six months. Mm-hmm. With the way, with the way, way science and and the way medicine is has evolved, don't you think that's worth the risk ultimately? Because you can get a guy back. Benintendi will be back on the roster if he gets three signed. He'll be back on the roster opening day. Yes, but what we have to remember is is that with a ten year deal comes a ten year deal worth price tag. Of course. And yeah. no, I do not think it's worth the risk for the price tag that comes associated with it, unless you're looking at a Judge, a Randy Johnson, a Barry Bonds, you know these the higher the upper echelon players. Like there's I if I bet if I went through the whole roster including free agents right now. I wouldn't be able to name more than 10 players I would give a 10-year deal to. Yeah. Interesting. They got to be franchise change. They have to right? be a, right. They have to be such a difference maker that I think 10 a 10-year deal whether it works out or not is worth it. Hal Steinbrenner if you're listening. Yes, Aaron and he, Judge. He said Aaron Judge is in that echelon of 10-year deals. If you're listening. Just Whatever. He, he also said he <laughs> might get captain. Asshole. No, he said it is guys. I have one for all three of you. So, for some reason, Otani walks into the clubhouse. He's like, I love it here. I want to be a Yankee for 10 years. And it's him or Judge. What are you doing? Judge. That's not me as a pitcher. Judge. Judge. Well, the reason, the reason, the reason why is because a lot of people have all the money. Hold on. on. Because it, because they have this curse of playing in New York, it is a different beast. It is a very – we've never seen Otani. Otani plays in L.A., but he plays in Anaheim. Let's be realistic. He doesn't really play for the Dodgers. He plays for Anaheim. So playing in New York is a different beast. Well, and it has anymore. They're in L.A. <laughs> no, they, they play in Anaheim, though. They're in Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's the name. That's the name. So, you know, ultimately, you know, that's a that plays a big factor. We already know Judge can play in New York in a sense of – with the media, he handles the media well. He handles the the press well. When he has a bad game in the playoffs, he can handle the crowd well. Like he can handle that well. Some guys just can't. AKA one example: Sonny Gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially Frankie Montas. We'll find Who out knows? next year because apparently he's coming back. Which is fine. I mean, if he yeah. can, but there is a huge pressure. There's a reason why Zach Greinke put New York on a list of of teams not to played. go. That who we never play for. He's a weirdo. So well, he is, but that's not. You asked the question, Jay. Don't be, don't be moving the segment. <laughs> well, here's, here's another thing too: is uh, you guys are going on like the health side of this. It's also they don't want to do a ten-year contract where it's the age of the players get what they want. They can always opt out of stuff. They can always request a trade. Force a trade, sit out. Every That's every true. part of media is 
with the players, not the owners nowadays. Okay. Right. Well, and that's, that's what, also a fear of giving a ten-year contract. Well, that's players. and that's I think what you're going to see ten-year deals coming with is a team buyout after like seven or eight. Yeah, that's so it's that, really that, a seven or eight-year contract. With, and, and I think that's what happens in baseball is that they can buy out because they don't have a salary cap, and they don't they can do that buyout and still not be hurt by you know a certain threshold like basketball does and stuff. So. Right. You know, I, I agree. I agree. That's, that's another side of it. Just but on I that, got, on that I point, got, Josh Donaldson's buyout is next year. Dang. Like how soon next year? Like, like the beginning of the, before before the season <laughs> next year. <laughs> Don't want him. February one. <laughs> Not twenty twenty three, Pat. Twenty twenty four. Well, uh, that's terrible. Okay. All right. No, I love Josh. I love Josh. Uh. What's that, Jay? This Justin. The Tampa Rays will finish before the Yankees. Well, I don't know. Above the Yankees next season in the AL East. Who are the Tampa Rays? Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, you said Tampa Rays. Tampa Bay. I thought they were Tampa Bay. They will finish they their will round finish of golf of the before Yankees. the Yankees. The Tampa they will, they will, they will oh, finish ahead on the oh. golf course ahead of the Yankees. <laughs> There's a lot of golf courses. I'll meet them at West Chase. But I think, boys, it's time for our signature stump. Oh, we're doing uh, it. What? Yeah, boy. All right, guys. Take it so, away. This is our favorite time of the show where we get to stump each other or at least attempt to stump each other because we pretend we're not cheating, but we are. But we just answer wrong anyway to make you guys feel we're not geniuses. But we're sports geniuses. Obviously, by now you realize this. Anyway, we have no more no more marginal risk here. It's all two points. Person with the most points at the end of Stump the Squad gets the rant of the week. Gentlemen, I'm going to take it up to Mike because Mike never goes first. So we're going to make Mike go first this time. Lay it out on the line for us, Mike. Yeah, president of podcast operations. To be fair, president I did go first. <laughs> You're president of be- beverage operations. <laughs> in my own house, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, bet. All right. All right. Me. All right. This one, I know I usually give you guys, like, some crazy old, like, word, weirdly worded question. No, I'm that's gonna, John. That's, that's John. <laughs> I'm going to keep it straightforward this week. Just tell me. In 1873. <laughs> no, that's next week. That's next week. <laughs> Just tell me who won the first AL Cy Young. Cy Young. We've already been over this. You can't win an award that's named. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Hey, use the word. Use I win the Mike DeSanto Award every day. So. Hey. Dog. 24-7. Dog. Oh. Was it A, Jim Lonborg? Who? B, huh. Denny McLean. C, Jim Perry. Or D, Vita Blue. Vita Blue! Vita Blue! You know Boa Blue! <laughs> Jamie, don't you take that for uh, uh Never mind, never mind. Leave <laughs> 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 that alone. That's fucked up. <laughs> Who is C? Jim Perry. Call me a pussy. Perry, Derry, Perry, Perry. I'm going to take Vita Blue. I'm going to take Vita Blue. Who is B? B? Denny McLean. 
No, I'm gonna take him. Denny Denny McClain. McClain. No, God damn it, John. No. Me, me and Pat take Benny McClain. <laughs> yeah, whatever. An A, an A was. Betty Jim Lonborg. Jim Lonmore. <laughs> yes, Jim. <Lonmore. laughs> Jim no. Lonmore. Jim. Lon- okay, here are the answers: Jim Lonborg, Denny McLean, Jim Perry, or Vita Blue. No, Jim Perry. Jim Perry. Jim Perry. Final answer: C. Denny McLean. Sticking with Denny McLean. Yep. That goes with Jim Perry. Jamie. Jim Perry. Jim Perry. Jamie takes Jim Perry. Okay, so we got two Jim Perrys and a Denny McLean. It's Vita Blue. Gentlemen, I have successfully stumped the squad. Oh, yes, it was Vita Blue. Blue. It was Jim Lonborg. Jim Long- oh, hey, Lonborg. Jim Lonborg for the win. Jim Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately of the Boston Red Sox. Now, Denny McLean won the next year. So uh, and for that, John goes next. Yay. Blue bird. Blue bird. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys got your pillows ready for this yes. long-ass question? <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty <laughs> – in what year did college, college juniors become eligible for the NFL draft? In what year did the uh, college juniors become eligible for the NFL draft? Was it 1990, 1985, 1987, or 1993? 85, 87, 93. 90. That's a good question. That is a good question. Thank you. It's about time. <laughs> I, had three, I had three weeks of good questions. You guys just. You had three weeks to come up with a good question. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Said that. 1990. Jamie, 87, baby. At eighty-seven. Mike, it's not like you can't take. It. We can both I, I know, right. but <laughs> we go overtime for three weeks in a row, Mike. <laughs> we could do that. We could do. Go that. ahead, Mike. Um, just to be different, I'll go with ninety-three. Freaking snowflake down there. Just got. Well, there's a lot outside, Pat. So, <laughs> so Jamie, 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 yeah. ninety. Pat, 87. 87. Mike, 93. I have successfully stumped. It's 85. Mike and Jamie. Uh, Mike and uh, Mike and Pat. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think Emmett was one of the first when he came out earlier. Credit that. for that. Yeah. You messed that up. <laughs> yeah, you get a beer. Either way, he stumped me. So I stumped Mike. Uh, so J- it was 1990. 1990. Yeah. Pat with minus four. Pat, I gotta go back in my notes and count how many times you've been minus. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I've been on a little bit of a roll here. All right, you're going next then, roll, roll boy. Ooh, okay. Roll Pat. Roll Pat. Roll Pat. <laughs> War Jamie. All right, so we kind of we kind of brought this up earlier with uh, the we? football guys playing baseball. Which okay. two players were drafted after Russell Wilson in an MLB draft in 2010? Oh, I just heard this the other day, you fucker. <laughs> I just. <laughs> All right, A. Aaron Judge and Chris Bryant. B, Jacob DeGrom, James Paxton. C, Jock Peterson or Nick Castellanos. Or D, Noah Syndergaard and Aaron Judge. 
And these are all guys drafted in 2010. I'm not tricking you on. I think I know the answer, so I'm going to wait. No, go ahead. You go first. No. Why? Because I just said I think I know the answer. Hey. Michael. Who is B? Jacob DeGrom and James Paxson. Hmm. I don't like the big screen guys. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take like, no, <laughs> Thank you. I'll take, and, I'll take B. I'll take the ground and Paxton. Mike. Got one for A and one for B. Yeah, I think it's the ground and Paxton. Got two for B, one for A. Well, boys, I have successfully stumped Grandpa J and Mike. Boom, baby. I knew it. I he was the first one. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was a first-round pick? Yeah, it was yeah. Aaron Judge, Chris Bryant. and there, He was like the 26th guys? pick, I thought. I just heard this the other he day. Was the 140th pick. Yep. What? 140th pick was Russell He, he was before Wait four other guys. He was before. Yes, he was. He was before Aaron Judge, Chris Bryant, Jacob DeGrom, and Jock Peterson. Jock James Peterson. Paxton, Nick Cassianos, Noah Bro, Sanders. you asked the question backwards. You said who was drafted after him. Yeah. It was after him. Yeah, Aaron Judge and Chris Bryant. Russell Wilson was him. Russell Wilson was drafted higher. Wait a minute. Okay. Russell Wilson Judge was, was a first round pick. Yeah. Oh, you didn't go hundred and fourth. But it, Mike, Mike Russell Wilson drafted higher than him. That's what his question was. Who was drafted? Right, he was drafted. After? That means right, everything. Right, here, 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 here. Just take Russell a Russell Wilson was hundred fortieth. Jacob Degrom was 220, 272nd. Jack Peterson three hundred fifty second. Chris Bryant, 546, and Aaron Judge, 935. Yeah, because that's when they were going into college. What? Yeah. But it doesn't that's matter. Not, still drafted, not, though. No, it's I, I, understand, I understand that. Drafted after Russell Wilson. I'm explaining why I, I got confused. I did not confused. ask the question wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'm explaining why I got confused, because that's all of them going into college. Okay. I was... A, I was imagining them when they John, what's the scores? Got uh, came out. Jamie at minus two, me at zero, Pat at minus four, Mike at minus four. All right, there we go. In honor of the 2022 World Cup kicking off this weekend. Of course. Which two teams are playing in the opening match? Is it Qatar and Ecuador? Qatar and the Netherlands? Qatar and Senegal <laughs> or England and the USA. Okay, I know which one it's not. Same. The 2020 <laughs> World Cup will be kicking off this weekend on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Which two teams will be playing in the opening game? Qatar and Ecuador, Qatar and the Netherlands, Qatar and Senegal, or USA and England? I'm going to go see, and if I get this, I will take this as a moral victory. Qatar and Senegal for Pat. I'm going to go Qatar and the Netherlands. Qatar and the Netherlands for Mike. What was the first option? Qatar and Ecuador. (laughs) I'm going to go Qatar and... Price is right, mother trucker. (laughs) I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, I think it's a trick question, so I'm going to go D. D, USA, England. Yeah. Gentlemen, I have successfully stumped the squad. 
So since Qatar is the host, the host country always has the opening match, and Qatar and Ecuador will be playing at 11 a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, and the U.S. doesn't open against England. Oh, they shit. open against I Wales. I thought they already played. Yeah. So me and Jamie are tied. Hold on, I got this. You got this? Yes. In fact, I do have it because I was thinking about using this as backup. All right. Between me and him. Jamie and John. And Pat, if you want to play along, you can. (laughs) Who won? (laughs) So uh, you've given me who won the first AL Cy Young. But before that, before that, the Cy Young Award was shared by the league by mm-hmm. both by both the national and american leagues so there's one winner who won the first cy young award we have to give it to you i don't know when the science started hold, hold on <laughs> let me let me give you options yeah that would help options options was it warren spawn was it whitey ford was it don newcomb or sandy koufax Koufax. I think it's Whitey Ford. Ford. I think it's Whitey Ford. Are you locking in your answers? Yeah. Ford. John says Koufax. Jamie says Ford. Neither of you got it right. So now Oh, boy. So I come up with another one. No, I just do like a numbers one. Number one. That's how we normally do it. Okay. What their their ERA was or something like that. Okay. When – hold on. I got some confusing one like Jamie did last week. When – the Cy Young was combined from 1956 to 1966. How many times did Sandy Koufax win it? One, two, three, or four? No, I think he was saying. Okay. Uh, how many times did he win it? In the 1956 to 1966, when it was combined, how many times did Sandy Koufax win it? One, One two, three, or four? I mean, I think it's three, but I can't go with that now. <laughs> you can. I just got to come up with another question. Yeah, just, what he meant by numbers is basically like something that like we guess and whoever's closest to it. That's what he meant. So guess. What's your guess? Three. Yeah, it's three. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. How All many? Right. Fine. I got you. How many times did a Dodger win it? <laughs> in history? <laughs> no, in the combined. In the combined, uh, in the combined area. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't want to go to bed. Five times. Then go to bed. No. Single spot. Five times. Uh, my body's uh, about to die, so I'm gonna push y'all on mobile right now. Get this <laughs> five. Final answer: I'm, five. I'm gonna go two. Oh no! I don't have the charger. That sucks. Nope, I got a charger. Rails. Five and two. Who's closer? Excuse me. Well, <laughs> for <laughs> audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, homie. And the winner <laughs> is Jamie. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Jamie. Hey, Jamie won. This exactly. Five. Oh, boys. Got it, boys. Oh, shit. He's it's coming time. right out. Where'd I go? Where's my face? <laughs> Where's my face? There's my face. <laughs> Gentlemen, fuck. Ah, it's good. To How much right. is it, Mike? I said so exactly five. That fucking sucks. Don Newcomb. <laughs> it was the combination of the two I asked. Don Duke Newcomb Nukem? and Sandy Koufax. Duke Newcomb. Duke Newcomb. All right, go. All right, go. All right, Jay, go. 
All right. So I know you guys think I'm going in the World Cup direction, but I am not going in the World Cup direction. I am going to speak up on behalf of somebody that nobody is really speaking up for right now. And I know a lot of people write him off because of dumb stuff he said in the past. But people need to back off of Kyrie and trying to run him out the league right now. The amount, the, the way they've tried to almost demasculate him and almost turn him into this like little boy that has no idea what he's talking about, where he's actually a well thought out person that in regards of trying to stand up for his race, who also was put through massive genocide in once upon a time, has said some very educated things and he keeps getting ripped for the fact that he said something really bad. Now, Dave Chappelle had a pretty incredible stand-up on Saturday Night Live over the past weekend that touched on it in his most unique comedic way to basically say, don't mess with a certain group of people in the United States. And that's really what it boils down to. And something that we have to understand and we all have to accept is there's owners and the players are their chess pieces. And that's how they regard them. There are very few owners in the league that respect their players as men. They're commodities. Many of them are treated like commodities. Many of them are treated like boys that can be punished. When they're grown men who put their body, they put everything on the line. They get ridiculed more than the owners. They get ridiculed more than the coaches. If something goes wrong, it comes back to why did you perform as a player? Because we expect when athletes get paid millions of dollars, they have to say the right thing, do the right thing, eat the right thing, be the right thing, and be perfect players. And it's a terrible expectation that we put upon young players. And it's no wonder that there's a lot of terrible afterlife of sports. A lot of players go through depression because of how they were treated as men in their young ages, having to felt like, and look, nobody feels bad that they're millionaires, I give you that. But it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't have good mental health, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You will never live a fruitful life. So I'm standing up for him. I know people think he's an idiot and he said some terrible things. But in this case, the real the real villain is the person who owns the rights to play something that is truly anti-Semitic and doesn't care because they make millions of dollars off of posting it on their network or their platform. And that individual has not been ridiculed once by the media. And it's a bunch of shit. And that's my round of the week, guys. Well, I, I mean, I can see that, bro. I mean, um, I know LeBron has voiced his opinion about the situation with Kyrie and, you know, how much he has to go through to get back to playing. And, you know, um, and on a side note, I mean, I also think that Kyrie is also taking, a ba- taking basketball to a backseat sometimes. Um, I think he's done that to himself. So um, I think it's tough for people to see that, uh, to see to to sympathize with him because of the actions that he's pulled in the past. Um, you know, the vaccination is a whole different story. You know, that's that's all an opinion. That's that's all whoever wants to do it for themselves. Uh, but I think some of the antics he's pulled in Cleveland, the definitely antics he pulled in Boston. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard for people to sympathize with a player like that. Um, and I think <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't that's, care for him. <laughs> and that's, and that's where, that's where it comes down to is that he is an athlete. And then when he's done, yes, he would, he would be a, considered a former athlete. And then he's a human at the end of the day, like, you know, and that's, that's the biggest thing. So I, 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 I get what you're saying, Jay. 
what, what, what's, the, what's the amendment everybody talks about in the United States other than the right to carry a gun, the right to freedom of speech, but it doesn't seem like people really have it. Yeah, well, speaking of, speaking of that, if, if you guys can read into what's going on in Iran right now, it is absolutely atrocious what's happening with protesters that uh, have now been judged to be executed for protesting for the rights for women to not be treated like 14th century slaves. And it's insane what's going on over there. If you, have, if you guys haven't read into that, and any of you guys are listening in this show and tuned in, it's ludicrous what's happening over there. And I hope the coverage gets there because the executions are daily now, and we're talking young teenage kids. This is not anything to do with trying people fairly at all. And once again, we do have to feel very lucky and privileged that we do live in a very free country. And yes, we're seeing certain men like Carrie getting you know, punished for some choice words but we do live in a very free country where we'll never have to worry about police banging down your door because you're disrespecting God and you deserve to die for it. So it's right. it's it's a really bad situation. Watch the World Cup, guys. Best yeah. tournament. Yeah. In Speaking of sports, <laughs> Speaking definitely, of definitely. Well, boys, I mean, you know, have a good weekend. Watch the sports. We got a lot of good sports going on. Uh, Michigan plays a tough game this weekend. Ohio State has, has a trap no, they game. Don't. They got to play Illinois. What do you mean? Illinois They're like 19-point favorites. It's not a tough game. Danny I mean, DeVito, baby. They got to play Illinois. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito, my bad. 19-point <laughs> favorites. I would be worried. Danny DeVito on couch football. Get out of here. The, the, but, the but stage is being mics. set. And I met, hey, John, I met a fellow Michigan fan born in Ann Arbor. Dad went to Michigan. Ooh. He's been to the stadium a couple of times, grew up there. He had a shirt on. I'm like, you're a real fan? He goes, Born, bred, blood. I'm like, well, I'm not. My friend's a fake fan, but awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm a fake friend. Seven years old, I picked my team. Sorry, appreciate. I'm messing it. with you, bro. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't born in Ann Arbor. I'll, I'll yell at my parents this weekend when we're giving thanks. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> Why did we Ann Arbor? Arbor? <laughs> Mailing, we're out. <laughs> She'd be like, see ya. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, have a good weekend. Watch sports. World Cup starts this weekend. I know Jamie's going to be hyped for it. So have a good weekend. Watch sports. We'll be here next week or maybe next week. If we don't have a show next week, hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. And uh, we'll see you here in a couple weeks. Gobble, gobble. See you. Goodbye. No, goodbye.